We're going fishing. Sam, friends, and family. Today's episode will be the first of many exploring the topic of identity and the interconnectedness of salmon and indigenous peoples. Children of the Setting Sun Productions is embarking on a journey to unite tribal nations in order to save our most sacred ancestor, the salmon. The Young and Indigenous team will follow CSSP to collaborate with Indigenous communities who identify as the Salmon people to create a podcast series with the youth from these tribes. In each episode, we hope to encourage the youth to think about their personal connection or cultural connection to the Salmon and what that means to their community as a whole. The larger focus is who are we without Salmon? have to pose this daunting question as we address the rapid decline of this keystone species while also supporting the tribes who are fighting to keep their fish populations alive. I shared a little bit my thoughts uh, this morning and yesterday of uh, this reality. I got to live with my great-grandfather and great-grandmother till I was about five. And my son got to live with his great-grandmother, my grandmother, and his great-grandfather, my grandfather, till he was about 11. They died one year apart. And uh, what does that mean for us? What does that mean today? What did it mean in 1855 when we signed the treaty and it was so important for our leaders to make sure the youth were there to witness what was taking place in 1855. In this way that we build courage, we build strength, and we assure and ensure that this fight to protect our way of life, us as salmon people, is preserved and, and continues. And this is how we've done it here at Lummi. And, uh, We've got today, for me and my family, three generations here. I'm proud of that. And really seven generations is exactly that. 
looking back three years and when we receive names and, and we are to honor those names and what did they represent and who did we represent? Who did they represent as salmon people? What were the ceremonies? How did they view the rivers, the salmon, the mountains, the air? Why did they believe everything had a spirit? Why did they believe we were all connected? And that's one thing we all share in common as salmon people is we've never disconnected. We've never separated ourselves. We've never divorced ourselves from everything that is. And that's a lot of what we fight for today. That's what my grandfather fought for, great grandfather, and all of the leaders that have gotten us here today. And we continue that work because the last thing we want is four generations ago, looking at what we're doing here today with shame. And today, this makes me proud that we're able to gather, not all of us salmon people, but through this new way, through Zoom, we're here today and everyone who should be here is here and we will gather stronger when we're able to come together. And uh, I just wanna take this time to thank each and every one of you for joining us, answering the call. Thank you to the witnesses. And again, thank you to all the elders who are here on this call, the salmon people who are on this call. And uh, know that I, as a fisherman, am here with you. The Lummi is a salmon people. And I look forward to hearing the, the stories that come from two critical questions, which led us here today as Daryl and I reflected on a question that my late uncle Larry Kinley asked, who are you without salmon? Who are we without salmon? But I think first, who are we as salmon people is the first question. And then the really scary question is, who are you without salmon? And for me, the simple answer is, my spirit will be crushed, my soul will be crushed, because as it always has been since time immemorial, salmon is our everything. To us, salmon is culture, and culture is salmon. And this gathering is much needed because we are at a critical tipping point. Everyone on this Zoom knows where we're at. Some are different in terms of saltwater and river tribes, but we all know that that question, and if we don't do something and continue, it's not that we haven't been doing anything, but um, we are at a critical time right now, and we all know that. And uh, allowing our future generations and the coming generations a future with salmon. Thank you for building courage into our youth and future generations by doing this right here, what we are doing, standing up, coming together through ceremony, through song, through prayer, as salmon people. Thank you again for joining us today. Haishka from, from Lummi and, and myself and my son, thank you. King Salmon Song talks about 
our future generations uh, a little bit, talk a little bit more about it. So the, the fish go up the streams to, to lay their eggs and the salmon are born and they come down the river. They go out into the bays and out into the ocean. They face a lot of challenges like us today as people. We face a lot of different challenges. And some of the things that they face are things like climate change. Us, for us, it might be something different. You know, addiction to drugs, alcoholism, poverty, and other things. But the salmon, they return. They return back to those streams. Thinking about the next generations. They lay their eggs up there, and the next generation, you know, they lay their eggs, and then the salmon, and then the cycle continues. Just like us today, where us as leaders, we think about the future generations and some of the things that our children will face, our people will face, just like the salmon. CM, Jaden's in the snack, Puyallu, son of Tan, Terrafair Leon, son of Man, Chuklumison, Wohiluxin, Nukshisin, Makwalia, Quinson, Nat Tatchel, Outsin Kachit, Saklumichasin, Igutatsin, Konasquinok. Hello, my name is Jaden Fair Williams. My mom's uh, Indian name is Puyallu, and her English name is Laura Williams. And my dad's Terry Fair. My grandparents are uh, Virginia Williams and um, Karen Williams on my mom's side. My great-grandparents are uh, Virginia Williams and Dean Williams from the Blummy Nation. And I'm happy to be here today. And uh, I do not know the Blummy language, but I'm still learning how to speak it. How old are you? I am 22. Eight squile, kwasumat sanasna, chokhamisun, sahanap e kusamat, sunny e aling, Karen e Virgil sanasosila, Sally e Herman sanasosila, so itsin ohiluk. Quinnis Ashla Atiakayas. Nukchisin Mukwalia Quinnis in Atachel. Nusleet Quinnis Qual Aquaquino Squal. Outsen Kachitsa Uchami Chasin. E Utatisin Quinnis Twinout. Hello, good day, my friends and relatives. My name is Sadie Olson, and my traditional name is Kwasomut. Troy Olson. Sahanat Pasmin is my father, and Shirley Williams, Kwasomut or Kasselmut is my mother. Karen Williams and Virgil Williams are my grandparents, and Sally Jack and Herman Olson are my grandparents. I'm happy to see you here today. I just wanted to say a few words. I don't know the Lummi language, and I'm still learning how to speak it. Thank you for your good work. 
but the question is, why do you think multiple tribes identify as salmon people? Various tribes in the Coast Salish communities would say that we are salmon people because wherever we are, we're caring for the land and we're caring for the waterways so that we can have salmon. There are stories from our elders that we used to be able to walk across the backs of salmon because we were so abundant with the amount of salmon that we had. Salmon people know no borders. We were once voyaging people and we traveled in snuggles to get to our islands. We sometimes traveled independently in our clay, our race canoes, to get from the mainland to the islands. Those are our homelands. There's no reason that we shouldn't be out there today. I think we knew what types of plants were important to us and what types of plants were indicator species, what things we would eat during different seasons, all because we wanted to gather when the salmon came so that we could share our wealth with the salmon and do our community prayer. Salmon people, what it means to me is when you're salmon people, you have a connection to an origin of how these salmon are given to you and each individual tribe and all the haishkas and thank yous to the whatever provider of these salmon are. What it means to be a salmon people is to be thankful and protect and our salmon children, giving our thank yous to their sustenance and their providing for the future generations. So I guess what it means to me is sustainability with the salmon people. We just need to share those values of sustainability and protecting our place and the importance of like a biodiverse ecosystem so that our keystone species can survive, like our salmon. Potlatches used to be held in longhouses. A lot of communities would gather what they had and prepare their foods from their land. And that's where we would be eating all the different types of foods that we would bring to the table. And I think that's something really important because we would also do like honoring ceremonies or growing ceremonies where we would give gifts of blankets and sometimes like preserved foods. You were wealthy in a salmon or in a Shkwala community because of what you are giving to the community. And I think that's something that's really interesting with the salmon people because it's never about who has the tallest longhouse or who has like the longest longhouse. I feel like it was more like who has who has the knowledge to bring food to the table and who has the hands to do the work to bring the food to the table during the season that food is supposed to be brought to the table. That's also why sustainability is really important because we need to know when we need to gather the food that we're going to eat. So we have an understanding of what types of plants that we have access to in the springtime or what types of medicines we have access to in the winter time or what should we be saving in different months so that we can come to our winter months and not be hungry. So having that understanding of environment is very graciously passed on by our elders, how we can prepare the land in the summer season so that things will grow stronger in the next seasons.
It's really important to go and honor our ancestors who have been living here since time immemorial, who have been observing the environment and making inquiries or making questions about the, our environment and also passing down knowledge from generation to generation. Our main healthy staple food in our diets here, whether you are from you know, the mountains and you're gathering and you're going to bring foods to the potlatch, or if you're going to fish the foods in the bay, those foods are going to be basically stapled around the salmon. Our elders would have eaten that way. We eat that way and we know that there's going to be a very important occurrence in our community. If there's a salmon dinner and you're like, wow, there's salmon here. We all like stand up and we say haishka to each other for being there. And salmon is a community value. Job at the Lummi Seafood Market, I am flay salmon and be uh, working really hard to not miss as much meat and to use as much as meat as we can off the salmon, show respect and as much as we can to um, make sure we're at least using it for bait or feeding the life on the beach. And always after that last salmon that's flayed, uh, there's always a emotional realization this will be the last of our local fish for for until next year and um just like the sockeye in the fraser river you never know when's the last salmon to fillet like don't get our sockeye here like we uh, used to and it's one of my favorite salmons really um has a really unique and overwhelming oily taste to the fraser river sockeye for me when they're real big just another connection to the salmon is um at the mouth of the river is um going hunting right next to them too where they're just going heading up the river and that's also connected to duck hunting and how that land is also important to their survival and the whole ecosystem is connected like everything else so once we learn who we are and where we come from in terms of the reef net. It really helps apply us to the type of healing that we need for our salmon people because my uncle John Elliott, he says we have a responsibility to the salmon, to the reef net, to the water, to the language that belongs to it, and the land. Those are really important things to acknowledge and respect and honor. And he says if we don't support those things, it's cultural, spiritual genocide. Protecting the salmon is important to me because a big part of our culture is a part of the salmon and losing any part of nature is it's like taking away the spirit of the land almost. It's really important to remember where we come from and protect that because these outside sources of living that came across seas seek to colonize everything and that's all we'll ever be and we'll keep protecting just never give up that spirit on the salmon people each individual tribe as we'll never give that up no matter what i've heard in in class that they're uh, doing work up in mount baker or up in the mountains and 
for restoring the places where the salmon lay eggs and where they need shade for the eggs to survive for they don't get cooked up or too warm to survive hatching in the river. The lumbee does work on their hatchery work, takes some pressure off the backs of the salmon children because all types of fishing has a quote on the hatchery really helps with that quota each year and helps with the wild populations getting up there again. But I've been have been hearing that the ones that have been clipped clipped on their fin in the back and that says they were uh, says they're hatchery fish. Heard those numbers are starting to decrease also in the wild populations that haven't been clipped yet. I guess an idea for me in the future would be having a controlled amount of um, wild non-clipped fish being taken because I think it's important to protect those fish a little bit more with some of the older genes of fish just so those certain populations get restored. For anyone that might be listening, keep that fire in your heart and don't ever lose that love and strength for the salmon people and what it means to you and why it's important and what it means to your passed on relatives and your elders right now and what it means to them because it was the world to our really up their elders and some of our younger elders even that how much all these natural resources meant complete survival because there were times where us indigenous people didn't get much help they just wanted us to be eliminated and what these resources mean when moments like that can come again One day you and I will have a time, opportunity to sit and, and, and review and revel in the richness of the antiquity and the old way that our people teach us. And it will, it will help us in, in we, can, we can teach others about how, how rich and how, how, I guess, how advanced our way of life and, and what we were given that will be here when this earth ends. I think the world now is changing and we're at a new time where we can work together to introduce those principles into the larger world in a way that um, empowers us, in a way that shows other people how to live sustainably on this earth. We have so much to offer in that way. And start listening. He says, come down the shoreline and listen. You'll hear a song come to you when that tide's coming in. You'll hear it, hear different songs on the beach. Don't ever think you're crazy. Because it's an inner spirit that our ancestors left there that's carried on. My Uncle Steve Solomon's voice kind of like centralized what he was saying. And he didn't translate it, but it was the types of knowledge that he's been passed down. We only take what we need. We have been here for centuries and 
we are still here. Awesome, Sadie. Thank you for that, Haishka, for all of your knowledge and all of your wisdom and experience that you have. You honestly teach us in our community a lot of things and all of the hard work that your company is doing. Like, that's going to be awesome one day, and I can't wait to see it. Please go check out whiteswanenvironmental.org. We have so many different learning resources, whether it's videos or there's a lot of things um, to be read on there, especially on the co-founders page. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us on this journey of restoration for salmon. Voices included in this podcast are leaders from Lummi, Yurok, and Yakima Nations. Their shared words were selected from the first Salmon People Gathering, which consisted of the following tribes. Lummi, Shuswap, Yurok, Yakima, Nez Perce, Umatilla, and Warm Springs. To find out more information on the Salmon People Project or see how you can join the movement, go to settingsunproductions.org. We want to express our gratitude and appreciation for Jaden Williams and Sadie Olson. Thank you both so much for sharing your words and knowledge with us and the youth. Your leadership and continued fight for the salmon and environment will make a great difference for our future generations. Haishka. And finally, a great big Haishka to our amazing supporters. First Nations Development Institute. Critical Role Foundation, North Sound Accountable Communities of Health, the Lactamish Foundation, the Siderberg Foundation, Novo Foundation, and Group Health Foundation. Young and Indigenous is produced by Michelle Pulaski, Kyla Pulaski, Eliza Julius, Isabella James, and Ellie Smith. Young and Indigenous is a part of Children of the Setting Sun Productions. Intro song by Adam Lawrence, Keith Jefferson, and Mark Nichols. Original music produced by Mark Nichols. Additional song and music by Happy Solomon singing the King Salmon song and the Lummi Nation singing the Flood song. Outro song by Elijah Wilson, Adam Lawrence, and Mark Nichols. Yay Logo Creation by Isabella James Logo and Branding done by Beau Garo. Thank you for additional support by our other team members here at Children of the Setting Sun Productions. Stay tuned for more upcoming Salmon People podcasts with other Indigenous youth voices and until next time, Lay Nooks and Sa! This podcast is brought to you by the Northwest Indian College Native Connections, a grant funded by Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Disclaimer, the views, opinions, and content expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or policies of the Center for Substance Abuse Prevention, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, or the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.